You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. My microphone's not working. I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, bud? Not much. Uh, you know, made a good uh, pasta a la vodka tonight. Oh, Wow. So that was good. That's a highlight. It's a nice way to end a Monday. Kind of head into the week with a little with a little pasta, little something. Yeah. We just we just finished Veganuary. Oh yeah, vegan yeah. January. Yeah. It was it was fine. Um, there's like there there's fun recipes that we were able to try. My like the the only problem I get or I have when we get to like Veganuary, I'm like, some people have asked why we're doing it. I think it's like three things probably one just like i think and you know the, the less like animal products you can eat maybe the better two totally. two like new recipes three in like trying to get you know a little bit healthier but the only problem is sometimes when you get these like fillers where it's like the fake cheese like the fake this fake yeah. that then it's like well i'd rather like if I, if, if I'm going to eat fake cheese, I'd rather just eat real. Like that's probably better. Totally, kind of right? defeats the purpose a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So um, we actually did a pretty good job overall with it. Um, yeah, I feel like with that kind of thing, with vegan and vegetarian, like the the benefits of doing it is the second thing you said, which is like discovering new recipes. Yeah, and like discovering new ways to eat different foods, and then you work those foods into your normal routine and your normal diet even after that's over yeah but if you're just eating vegan cheese the whole time you're just gonna right. go back to eating normal cheese at the end of it it's funny because uh we were in college and um uh we in our uh, newspaper room at the msu reporter in, in mankato we had like a nacho machine like nacho uh -huh. right in the office and i remember uh, a girl that we worked with uh, she was a news editor very good but um she was frustrated because she went vegetarian um but she was, you know, she was still eating cheese and everything. 
but she was wondering like why she was gaining weight because she wasn't eating meat anymore and she thought she was whatever and well she i remember she would just eat so many not like nachos and cheese yeah. because like she wasn't eating she was trying Vegetarian. to like yeah exactly and uh she's like oh yeah like maybe i shouldn't i maybe i shouldn't be having four uh like four servings of this every night and then yeah maybe not tough. Um, the, the, the college newspaper uh diet life does not lead to healthy eating no can, it's like this vouch. that's like the 6 p.m dinner and then it's like the 10 30 p.m or 11 p.m it's either a like a late night snack or it's let's go to the nearby bar and have a beer on tuesday and get an yeah. appetizer and then you do that two times a week yep um my co- my news my college newspaper is a weekly and I, I was the editor my senior year and we um so we were always up really late putting the paper to bed and so it would be like you know 7 p.m dinner we usually get like pizza or something to the house and then it was just like 3 a.m like me eating the pizza that, that yeah. at that point been just sitting on the table for nine hours right it's just like okay this is this can't be good yeah Anyways. this isn't good for me um well, with that being said, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves now 25 and 25. Uh, eighth in the West, they won. We're recording this on a Monday. They won last night on Sunday against the Utah Jazz. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be two days ago. Um, with the win, they are now neck and neck with the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are at seventh. They are 26 and 26. Uh, yep. The bad news, however, is the Timberwolves have fallen now three and a half games behind the Mavericks for that uh very, six, very yeah. yeah, this the six seed, which is like kind of what everybody wants. Um, good news, uh, I guess, kind of is well, we'll we'll get to this later, but it looks like the Lakers are going to be without LeBron James for a hot second. Yeah. Um, Julian, we haven't done our 538 playoff check in a while. Yeah, what does Nate think? Well, Nate Silver, he thinks that the Timberwolves have an 80% chance to land a top eight seed, which uh, there you go, seems pretty on par. Um, with the the for me it's the projected record of 44 and 38 which is a very good record um obviously makes like puts them on pace to have a much better second half than than they had a first half Um, i could see that happening well they've looked better like in the last month than they did early in the season yeah especially when you look at the upcoming schedule um with that record that put them as a seventh seed in the west they'd face off against the clippers for the first playing game and then the second playing game would be Blazers and Lakers. And I don't want to say that those four teams are probably a lock for seven and 10, but um, it seems pretty likely. Um, So upcoming schedule for the Wolves. And I'm glad you said this about like the, they're playing better lately. There should probably be some sort of, um, they should probably like, you know, kind of run away with like from the pack a little bit, um, no pun Mm -hmm. intended, but uh up next on Tuesday night. So tonight, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, they play the Denver Nuggets at home. Tough game, certainly. But then you get the Pistons on Thursday at Detroit. And, and um, Jer- it sounds like Jeremy Grant's going to be back. So th- they're better than they were, but if still I mean, still should win that game. Then they have the Pistons on Sunday at home. Um, and then, so you should go two and one in that search. And then you get the Kings on back-to-back games. Um, and I think it's a home and away. So, you should really go four and one. I mean, you, you should end this stretch with like 29 and 26. Yeah, um, absolutely. So 
I mean, they could. I could see them like winning. <laughs> I could see them beating the Nuggets and then like dropping one of the Kings games, right? You, you know. But yeah, if they can go four and one, that would be awesome. Yeah. However, you do it, really. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. It's yeah. Just, yeah. But if you do beat the Nuggets, it's like. But then, yeah, and I, I, I agree. I see both sides of it. Where it's like, if you beat the Nuggets, yeah, like you're gonna drop one of those other ones, maybe. But then it's also like, if you beat the Nuggets, like then just go five and zero. Oh. Like, sure. Yep. Let's start a let's start a little yeah. winning streak. Totally. That'd be great. It would be awesome for the Wolves to rattle off like eight. That yeah. would really, really, really get him in a better position. I mean, that's that's not a hot take, but it's just you you want to see him like string together a legit run at some point. No, but like you're you're a hundred percent right because like you just look at the NBA standings and um like if if you yeah, if you were able to win eight straight games, which is pretty much for anybody, I suppose, like you'd be in a much better position than you were before, but it's especially true in like that, that seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th. Like if you can, if you can start to wiggle your way towards the middle of the Western conference, mm-hmm. um, you know, like for example, if the Utah jazz won eight straight games, they'd probably still be the four seed, the, the third or fourth, like the wolves. I mean, there, there, there's plenty of room to go up. Um, so yeah, that would, that would be certainly welcomed. Um, but overall in their last 10, they're five and five. And that's kind of the story of the West. Like everybody, Everybody's kind of middling. Um, yep. Like I said, Mavericks starting to pull away. Um, Nuggets playing pretty well. Jazz have struggled. Um, Julian, th- this kind of hit Twitter um, on Sunday. There was, I, I don't want to say it was like a huge conversation, yeah. but it, it was just, so Gobert and Donovan Mitchell didn't play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately it looks like, uh, well, we'll get to this later, but Joe Ingles uh, was, was yeah, hurt during bad. the game. But um, th- there, there was just some talk about how maybe the Wolves, they're, 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 record might actually be a little deceiving because they've played a lot of teams without their best players. Mm. Um, you look at the jabs without Mitchell and Gobert warriors without Curry blazers without Dame nets without Durant Clippers without George. Do you, do you take anything from that? Or is it just like you play who you play no. and like whatever? No, I don't take any there. No, I don't take anything from that. Um, two things. First, Every it's, it's freaking 2021, 20, 22, 22. Anybody who's playing fantasy basketball knows. Yeah. There, every team has people injured every freaking game this, this season. It has just like been brutal. And so it's, you know, yes, that's true. They have played these teams without their best players, but so has everybody else. And those, you know, so it's just like, I don't think the wolves have had a particular advantage in terms of this injuries that opposing teams have faced it's just everybody's playing not at full strength and so have the wolves um they've been missing guys too second we always say to the wolves like oh like you know it doesn't injuries aren't an excuse like you have to win with the guys you have and like on the flip side of that we can't be saying that about the wolves and then also putting caveats on their wins yeah. when they do do that with when they're shorthanded and the other team is shorthanded like it, it just there's just you can't figure this out this kind of mental math about, Oh, would they have won if this, you know, it's just, it's just not worth, I don't know. To me, this is just not really a conversation that's worth our time. We'll find out if the wolves are a good team when they either make or don't make the playoffs. And if they're in the play in game, if they win or lose that, you know, like yeah. that, that's the th- stuff that matters. It really, I, I feel like there's just this point in the season where we start getting bored and looking for yeah storylines. And I, this just doesn't feel like one to me. I agree. I, I think it's, um, yeah, like you can certainly look at those games and say, well, yeah, like you kind of lucked out, but it's not like these injuries are just like one night resters. Like 
Damian Lillard's been out for a while. No. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> like I was the Nets about Damian, I was like, with, he hasn't played in two months. Yeah, the, the Nets are going to be without Durant until after the All-Star break. Um, yeah. You know, the Jazz, Mitchell and Gobert, like I'm not sure the extent of the injuries, but they've been out for a few games. Uh, Warriors without, without Curry, that might be the one that you point at. But like Paul George has been out for a while. Um, Anthony Davis has been out for a while for the Lakers. But then yeah. on the flip side, it's like you've had D'Angelo Russell in and out of the lineup. You went through it you know, week and a half stretch where literally everyone on the team had COVID. Cat was out of the lineup for yeah. a while. Yeah. Ant missed games. Like everybody, everybody's dealing with this. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, also, Julian, I, I, I told you this before, but last week when I thought I was sick, but I didn't have COVID, mm-hmm. um, I did have COVID. Oh, you did last out. week as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tested positive on Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my guess is that yeah. I just was just testing negative. So um stay safe out there people so yeah everybody the nba is playing shorthanded so is the Ten Thousand Lives podcast well but you're um, you're playing through injury which is not a great example that's, if you feel sick rest yeah i'm yeah maybe i'm not a good example it was from home we weren't in person true, 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 um, yep. yeah so uh i i think overall you're you're feeling again pretty optimistic about the timberwolves season so far um yeah, if you, I mean, we haven't talked about that. Like, I feel like we've kind of been in kind of the game to game mindset. But if you take a step back, like the season's going pretty well. We're fifty games in. You're five hundred. You're yeah. You got the com- eight seed. They're a competitive team. Like they who can beat any team on any given night. And I don't really know what else at this point you can ask for because the Wolves are still kind of in a rebuild. Yeah. And this is a good place to be. So I, if I were a Wolves fan, I mean, I am a Wolves fan. As a Wolves fan, not as a podcaster, I am happy. I agree. I, I think, it, and and if you if you can get done with the season, and obviously, it's a different story if you're the seventh seed or eight seed, and you're you end up losing the play in. Sure. And all of a sudden, you're not in the playoffs in that final eight. Then I think we, you look and go, "Wow, that was really disappointing. We lost two games in a row that we sh- we should have won one of yeah. them." Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I think. For all the Wolves fans, fans at the beginning of the season that were just like, dear God, just get me to the play-in. That's all mm-hmm. I want. Um, well, we're there. And, like, you know, barring some sort of crazy injury or, um, you know, something wild happened, like, you're going to get your play-in game. Yep. Um, it's, it's just about what your what your seating is going to be, and it, it seems like you're going to be in, in the top eight. So, Man, um, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, I think the play-in game, like, we've talked about this before, but, like, um, you know, you imagine like the Wolves are the seventh seed, and you're hosting the Clippers at yeah. Target Center. Like, yeah, how hard tickets are to to go to that fun. game? Yeah. So, um, I, I know this week too, there was uh, some speculation on Sunday that it was the first game that the Timberwolves uh, had the mandatory vaccine. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, policy, and I think like they, they, you know, there there weren't a lot of fans in attendance, and I think some fans on Twitter were like, "Well, it's just because of the vaccine." Um, uh, let me I'm tell you say something else be- that was happening yeah, that day. <laughs> I, I think it's because maybe it was the AFC and NFC championship games happening. Yeah. <laughs> and people probably didn't want to go. Um, and no offense to the Jazz, they've been a very good team, but the Jazz aren't the, the Warriors, the Lakers, or, or the, uh, you know, yeah, the Mavericks. I'm not, listen, I'm a big basketball fan. I'm not skipping the, you know, championship weekend in the NFL to go watch the Wolves play the Jazz. <laughs> I, that, that was my biggest Not happening. Uh, when I, when we worked for the wolves, I hated when, especially NFL playoffs, when there was like that Sunday 
three yeah. o'clock game. Oh my god! And it was in the middle of a playoff slate, and you're like, Horrible. nobody wants to be here. Like everybody's just trying to figure out what's going on in this other game. There was always those January matinee games. Yeah, so bad, brutal. Um, well, Bengals, Bengals, and uh, Bengals and uh, Rams. Dude, it's crazy. That's gonna be wild. How I, good? I, how good have the NFL playoffs been? So good. Like for such a weird season, you know, that just kind of at some points just kind of seemed lackluster. Like the, the great teams that we thought were great kind of weren't performing. A lot of teams are up and down, you know, which makes sense. I feel like we're kind of seeing that across sports. It has something to do with COVID for sure. But like, what a, what a great, you know, just, I feel like it's just given the NFL just new life. Like new faces, like you. Yeah, I mean, and awesome. I, I know like the Rams were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, but like the the Matt Stafford storyline with like Beckham and Von Miller, and yeah, um, it's kind of like this new Rams team. And then you go to the Bengals, and you're like, this is a team that their Vegas over under was six and a half wins, yeah, this year. And um, you know, I, I think the Rams are certainly the favorite, but like, I don't think anybody would be surprised if like the Bengals won twenty seven twenty four. No, like. Bur- like burrow it seems like he's absolutely cold-blooded it's been it's been fun it's crazy man I, they're i don't know yeah we don't have to get too much in the nfl but they're really that's going to be a really interesting game i mean yeah. i think it's going to be good i think it's going to be close which would be nice because yeah. the last couple super bowls themselves have been like uh. yeah i i agree um it would be it would be fun if it was just continue the storyline of the playoffs um it, with, with close games and julian with that being said, it's the moment we've all been waiting for since September. Yes, sir. Uh, in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins, which there's only two teams, so you pick, pick wisely. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and Get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. And in New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y which is four, six, seven, three, six, nine. Uh, okay. The folks at DraftKings have been in the lab working on their disclaimer. That was you because you had the old one down. I did. And I haven't practiced this. Gambling problem? Call when it hung, you know, yeah. <laughs> you had it. And then now they've pulled in this TN red line. They've, I'm this. not familiar. Eight, seven, seven, eight. Hope, hope NY. It's like hope New York. Which that's, which it is, but they needed to put a hyphen in it. I, right away, it was like hoppity. That doesn't <laughs> make any hoppity. sense. Text hoppity. In all seriousness, if you have a gambling problem, read talk. No, uh, I don't mean to. Uh, no, you're right though. It was, they threw a curveball at me, and I um, I, I if I you went took to a swing, <laughs> I took a swing. I, I'm not going to say I got a hit or struck out, but I certainly swung. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited. I I love I love gambling on the Super Bowl. It's really fun. I know um, you do. <laughs> uh, it's really awesome. Um, okay, news around the league. This happened last week, so it's old news. Timberwolves uh, fans, Andrew Wiggins, an All Star starter. Let's go. the The cycle completes, man. It's it. I mean, I know that there's all this weird bullshit about how it was actually like a K-pop star. K-pop, yeah. Voted. You know what? I'm happy for Andrew. You know, you know, the thing is, is that he's actually not having a bad season. Like yeah. everybody is, everybody is talking about this like it's a total meme and that he doesn't deserve to be there at all. And like, yeah, it probably should have been Gobert or maybe Draymond Green. But like, the Warriors are really good. Andrew Wiggins has played a big part in that. 18 points Wiggins per game, 49% from the field, uh, which is a career high, and 41% from the three-point line, all career highs. He's having a very, I mean, he should very, very he should be very proud of the season he's having. It's stupid that he's an all-star, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm not, like, upset enough about it to say that, um, you know, to tear him down. I think it's like, nope, he's had a good year. All-star level? No, because I mean, you can make the argument that if he's not a starter, he probably doesn't make the team. But, no, for sure, no. But whatever, like that's that's well, part of I fan mean, voting too. Like, if we're not going to honor the fan voting, exactly. Like, what? Why do we have it? Like, that's stupid. exactly. This is they if if they, if they're really worried about this, they should not have fan voting. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like the fans voted him in. He got the most votes from the fans, so he's an all star. This is how this shit works. You yeah, know, I, I don't know. It's just. It, the the outrage is just kind of like come on yeah if, if you if somebody gets voted in that you think shouldn't well then take away the people that decide that i guess i don't know yeah um also if you take away fan voting guess what nobody fucking nobody cares cares because there's no fans like yeah my vote counts for sure it doesn't yeah. really but in the elections it does so vote for vote for your public elections um you know, different situations different situations yes um this is from Sunday. We talked about this. Uh, the Jazz fear Joe Ingles suffered a significant left knee injury. It got reported today, actually, um, that he tore his ACL. He'll be out for the year and in and, and, and some for next year. Um, the the it, the most disappointing part about this, obviously, for the Jazz, it's you're the four seed, and Ingles is a huge part of your team. Um, the tough part is that it's it's a contract year for Ingles. Yeah. Um, who let me look up his age quick. I think he must be in his mid thirties. Um, he's 34. So he yeah. was probably only going to get, you know, like a, you know, maybe like a two year, $20 million deal or something like that. Um, now you think that he's probably going to miss at least half of next year. Um, so you, you feel for him in his season, but you, you also feel for his, you know, that, that next payday and yeah. which is probably going to be his last one. Yeah. Um, so it'll it, be does, it does seem like it's like a potential career ender. Yeah. Right. Like for a guy that if you're, if you're 34 too, it's like, well, um, do I want to put in the work to come back for a, a season or two? Yep. Um, but then I guess if you think maybe it's, you know, for five, six, seven, eight, nine. Although I don't know with his skill set, you could also imagine it, you know, him coming back and getting it, getting signed and, yeah, shooting threes on a championship team, you know, as as yeah. as those kinds of guys tend to do. He's done well for himself. Sixty-seven million throughout his career. Yes, um, he's not. He's not like he's going to be okay. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> he'll be fine regardless. But um, disappointing. Um, and then we talked about this a little earlier. Uh, LeBron James, um, he's having one of those, um, and I don't I don't mean to minimize the injury at all, but it's it's a very LeBron James 
injury. Like he wakes up and his knee doesn't feel right. Yep. And there's swelling in it and they don't know where it came from, but he just woke up one day and it was like that, which maybe, maybe other players have these type of injuries, but I've never heard of them. Um, yes. He has the most, like I woke up and something felt weird. So I'm just not going to play for three weeks. Um, injury. But then again, the longevity he's had in his career is pretty unparalleled. So you can't fault the process. Yeah, yes, I, I agree. James underwent an MRI that revealed general swelling, um, which, <laughs> which funny. is That's not, pretty funny not, not related to general soreness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lakers coach, Frank Vogel. He said that, uh, yeah, it was general swelling. And he said that, um, he'll return when that swelling gets down. Um, Will Frank Vogel be the coach of the Lakers when LeBron James returns? Dude, I hope for Frank Vogel's sake. I hope not. He's a I, good coach. Yeah, I agree. I'd want to get out. Seems like he's not being allowed to work there. And I don't know. Yeah. I uh See, okay, so I think I think I don't know. There might be like sneaky some vacancies next offseason. I wonder if Vogel like maybe wants out. We'll see though. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I agree. My computer is just deleting everything that we had in here. Um, but anyways, we talked about the uh, significance of the Lakers. They're 24 and 27, ninth in the West. So the more games James misses, the better for the, the Wolves in getting that cushion yep. between the eighth and the eighth, eighth and ninth seed. So yeah, definitely. It's it's going to be tight. They gotta anything counts, and you know, obviously, we hope James comes back. But yes, I agree. But the yeah, I get them. The, you, you never want to root for injuries, but uh, there, there's no general swelling. Is not like yes, it, we're not like rooting for a serious injury. We're just saying, hey, maybe a couple more games of the Lakers losing to help out the Wolves. It is. I am curious though, like what, like it, it doesn't seem like LeBron James is like pressing the panic button on the season yet. Because um, I feel like he'd be more vocal if he was, but. We're like more than halfway. Like we have like thirty games left, and the Lakers are three games below five hundred, and they're yeah, the ninth seed in the West. And they have Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James on their I team. I mean, is it is it? He's back, right? Is yes, he, he is back. Yeah, yep. I mean, he's he was out for a while though. He was. Yep. I don't know. I mean, this is a really hard one because if you think about LeBron, like you got to think he's got a finite number of games left in his body, yeah. and whether those come now or next year, maybe if you, maybe if you don't think that this is the year and you're LeBron at the, so, you know, you know, you kind of can tell probably if a team is going to be able to make it to the championship and it sure does not seem like this Lakers team is going to, I, I would not blame him for just shutting it down. I, I agree. And one, one point on Russell Westbrook, I want to make, and and people always say, well, you know, they, they like the other night he had 20 points, 12 assists, seven rebounds. Uh, he shot eight for 15. Like he had a really nice game. And um, people are like, well, you can't blame this season on Russell Westbrook. And, and that's fine. Like you look at his numbers and they're actually better than, than what a lot of his numbers were last year. And you're, you're not necessarily blaming Russell Westbrook, the player or the person, what you're doing is you're blaming the process in which your GM and your front office took, because what, if, if you look at this team the other night, Stanley Johnson played 30 minutes. Yeah. They just, like he, they, they, they just signed him to two 10 day contracts. Um, they have someone named Austin Reeves who I actually kind of like, but he's playing, yeah. like he played 25 minutes off the bench. 
Um, Kent Bazemore is playing minutes. They're asking Carmelo Anthony to play 20 plus minutes a game. Um, Avery Bradley played 20. Like it's, it's more like you could really use Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope and like exactly another player. It's, it's not necessarily Russell Westbrook's fault. It's that you don't have nobody else around him because you got Westbrook. It's the road not taken. Yeah. You know, I, I completely agree. I mean, there were plenty of guys who could have been really useful who you could have gotten. Mm-hmm. And then if you didn't have Westbrook and you still had all those guys, there are guys available this trade deadline that could really help. Jeremy Grant would really help the Lakers. Well, and like somebody you know, like Patrick Beverly that yeah. uh, seemed like, you know, the Wolves got for Wancho Hernan Gomez and Jarrett Culver. Yeah. Like he, he's a guy that would have been available. Like, there are just there are opportunities that you're just not going to be able to take advantage of because all of your money is locked up in like three contracts. Yeah, it's just it's just bad. It's a bad situation. Yes, it is. Um, Anyways, well, it's not our situation. So. Not not ours. Uh, go wolves. <laughs> go wolves. Uh, all right, Julian. Thanks, man. Um, we'll talk later this week. We'll we'll break down some um, more wolf stuff and then we'll have our our three star sports card card corner. Yeah, I can tell you about the horrible retail packs I pulled. Ooh, we're excited. I got. I, I have some. I have some. It's bad. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to tell the people um, on Thursday. I, I should have some PSA cards coming. I think on Wednesday. I just nice. have to. I have to figure out when I can leave my house again. Mm, um, right, right, right. Setting my five days is up Wednesday, but I don't know if like I can even safely go. Should I wait? Like I probably wait ten days. So hard to tell. Do I take a test and then if I'm negative, can I leave? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I feel, I feel totally fine now, but, um, that's kind of why we're in the situation is because yeah. people do feel totally fine and then they give COVID to everybody else. Yeah. Um, all right, Julian. Thanks, man. Uh, we'll talk later this week. Bye. Bye.